Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Chemical Valley Mutants. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Dan, Jay, and Aaron from Chemical Valley Mutants. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. How, How are you? Are you? Hey. I'm doing great. I'm gr- doing great. I want to thank you guys so much for reaching out and uh, get me in in the loop with your new album called Poisoned. I love the that it, it's just raw, vicious power. I love that. It's fucking awesome. And thank you. Uh, so yeah, thanks. Thank you guys for being on Bands of Bands. So how did uh, the Chemical Valley Mutants come to be? How did you form? We formed in. Was it fall of last year? Yeah. Well, it's like uh, October, September, October, somewhere in there. And we just started meeting up and started writing tunes. Awesome. We always wanted to be in a sort of punk band. We're pretty much metalheads that play punk <laughs> at this point. We're, we've been in metal bands and now it's time for to be in a punk band. Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah you can t- you can hear some of the, uh, you know, on the new album, There's it, it's definitely punk. Um, but there's a metal edge to it for sure, especially on like tunes like, uh, what was it? Uh, Vigilante. Uh, and, uh, F- I, well, my favorite tune is FYP that, that I love that tune. Well, oh, that one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That song kicks ass. So I was wondering, you know, f- from this album, uh, for each of you, what is your favorite track off, of, uh, off the poisoned album? So maybe we'll start with Jay. I got oh, yeah. me for me. It's uh, Porting on Horn and didn't feel a thing. Those are my two that I just keep going back to. Nice, nice. What what is it about those tunes that you love? Uh, well, like I'm a hardcore guy. Always been a big hardcore guy. So like I I like the the simplicity, the almost amateur feel of the songs, and I like how just they really paint like uh, portraits as yeah. songs themselves with the stories behind them. Yeah. Uh, Jay, how about you? I don't. It's that oh, that first opening groove for me, and failed to mention. I don't know what it is about it, but that one, that one gets me every time. And the the just the, the hooky chorus. Yeah. That one, and probably didn't feel a thing too, because that one, that's kind of like our last caress. Yeah. It's like, that's like. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> Yeah, when I was listening to that, I'm going, holy crap. <laughs> Good. Kill yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Uh, probably the same as Dan's. Didn't feel a thing in Port Huron Horror. Nice. nice. I like the solos in them. There's cool. not very many. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I really like our guitar solos. Aaron's a great guitar player. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and it's, uh, it's funny because, you know, uh, as you would expect with punk songs, you know, they're short and fast, but they really get the point across. You know, you, you get like all the elements that you want in the song just coming at you in a rush. And next thing you know, boom, onto the next tune, which is, you know, what yeah, I, I think about. one's poisoned. Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, um, one wasn't even supposed to be that long, but Jay had an idea that he wanted it. He says, keep playing the ending. I want it to fade out and yeah. fade out. And then we just did like that, that, live ending or something like, ah. we should keep that in like fuck, it's a long thing so i'm sitting in the studio i'll go let me just go lay down some noise solo shit at the end 
What's more, like, no, that's it. Those, those were actually <laughs> crazy enough. Those were all, those were supposed to be our scratch tracks, but we really liked how they sounded. So we just kept the scratch tracks yeah. as the masters. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Punk, awesome. You know, raw and all that shit. So it, it worked out well. I think I dubbed two or three solos. Yeah, was it was more it. of a it was more of a level thing. I think we, yeah, at the end of it all, we were really well practiced going into this. We we had a mission and we wanted to lay it down yeah. as we were clearly as possible. Yeah. It definitely captures the intensity. So when you were guys were recording this, um, did you record as a band, uh, like all together? Did you lay yeah, down separate live. tracks live? It's right. live but isolated. Yeah they're, yeah, they're separate tracks, but but live, and they're yeah. just mess with the levels and stuff yeah. the best way and we did like a couple takes if we needed to and stuff like that and kept a good one you know but it was it was like boom 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 and i was yeah. happy with that our biggest <laughs> like um worry about going into this because i mean if you hear the album you can tell these songs were wrote to play live in front of an audience with all the stops and changes and stuff like that yeah we were concerned if we were going to have a hard time putting that down in the studio as um they were intended to be played and i think we did a pretty decent job at capturing that yeah I, yeah yeah i would say i would i would agree because um you know it's gonna i, I have a follow-up question to that but i think you're right on the money dan and that the um the power of that you know the kind of intensity that you do feel like you're in a live show when you're listening to the album you you, you kind of yeah. get that 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 groove were you guys um like it's you know track order is important were you thinking of that when you put the tracks together in the, in the order that you did on the album, as far as like, I want this to sound like a live performance. And I want it to sound like you're at the show. Uh, yes and no. Like we didn't like have like a whole like week where we like broke it down, <laughs> but as we were writing them and thinking about the album, it, it was some were like set in place for a reason, but most just flew in that order naturally. Yeah. Nice. That was like two songs around because after the recording it's like that should probably go up a little higher and then yeah poison wasn't i don't think it was originally the end was it poison wasn't the end and i don't even think didn't feel a thing was supposed to no be that was supposed album. to be further no well it's supposed to be further down well yeah it was a late because i wanted i wanted i like the metallica old metallica way you start out a little slow yeah go fast and you always end fast yeah 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 so that's a, we were kind of like fuck man how are we gonna do that and we did like Poison kind of worked out, and he's like, "Well, I guess you got your fast ending." Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought of that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Second album will have a slow ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to end it with "What's the fucker?" Um, the old "What's the fucker" song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one I wrote for the other band, the main riff, and then we never used it, so I used it in this one. I can't think of the fucking name of the song. Uh, but the slow know, ending. That's the we the Doom part. Oh, oh, um, anarchy, equality, yeah, anarchy, yeah. equality. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's another tune I really love. That one's a nod back to our like our thrash roots right there. For yeah, for sure. Riff I, I played for these guys because they <laughs> big ski came over based on how I joined the band. We were in another band together. He goes, "Hey, you want to be in the punk band?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> punk bands before. I like yeah. a, lot, a lot of fun. So uh, he came over here for like twenty minutes. He showed me some of the stuff. We over there. Just, yeah, show them that riff. Okay. <laughs> so like, there, I was like, well, am I in? <laughs> yeah, you're in. And so, like, of, even that, the, the middle part of that song came out just, just us jamming. Awesome. And we yeah. finally tightened it down to that. And then 
Yeah. And Jay was like, I hear it going to like a doomy thing at the end, playing the same notes. I'm like, all right, let's fucking try that. Yeah. <laughs> we we like adding in, like injecting a bit of the metal influence too. For sure. We're metalheads, so yeah, it's yeah. bound to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't keep it out of there, really. Right. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard when, like, when you're a punk. I know, like, you know, you either come from either camps, and then you eventually meet in the middle. But like, yeah. I feel like all of us, especially, we started on that line of like walking down, like the, and we're just taking things from here and there, and throwing yeah. it together. Makes it more interesting too. We we really like we really like a lot of old school hardcore punk. So like, you can hear that, especially with the sound of the album. I gotta yeah. give that to the Schwank and here in Port Huron, they really took care of us on that album. The nice. Schwank sounds that. Yep. It's yeah. like a, a old house they turned into a venue slash recording studio. Oh wow. It's pretty yeah. funny. It's the, ran by the police showed up when we recording. They actually they have to take a break now because the cops they hit him with a big citation and stuff like that. So Yeah. Oh, I feel shit. Bad, but man, he was being cool. He's just like it's the guy you guys being loud. I'm like, well, how's it sound? Is it sound sound? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. They're good people. Did, I really like that. Yeah. Did, That's where we actually had our first gig was at that place. Oh, wow, cool. And people were moshing so much when my brother was there. He left the room because the floor. Yeah, I feel so bad. Oh. <laughs> He's like, dude, I want to wind up in the basement if they got one. <laughs> I think we were, we were definitely one of the first, if not the first band, to have a huge, like, wall-to-wall mosh pit going on. And, and I was like, oh, There's it's a, a 100-year-old house. Too. Like, oh. <laughs> it reminds me of the issue St. Andrew's Hall has had. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, where their their floor was like smashed down to the shelter. Oh my god! Much of a shelter now, right? Right. (laughs) It wouldn't be. So we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm curious, like for each of you, what is it about this style of music that like motivates you to want to make it? Oh man, fun to play. Fun to play. Just uh coming up with something quick and powerful and catchy too because that's that misfits influence in my opinion like misfits minor threat like uh, just quick choruses first chorus first chorus and then fuck off you know what i mean easy for this asshole when i'm going (laughs) fucking motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) playing a thousand miles an hour we'll be like we have like weird things we'll say to each other we'll be like like feedback that ending and then like like there's some of the like some of the way we end songs is so non-traditional. Like we'll just like throw feedback yeah. as like the like I don't just even going try to mix it up because you know even in the album there's like a lot of <clears throat> we kind of because we were kind of like how are we gonna you know should we just say fuck it and just end it like how we would do it live? Yeah, should we actually have you know try to get like all polished and we're just like fuck it, which is <laughs> however it ends, it fucking ends, and then like, <laughs> it turned out pretty cool. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. a lot better that way. It's more natural. Right. Well, you know, like we were talking, it um, it has that kind of natural, just like raw power, right? Um, and you know, Jay, when you mentioned Minor Threat, that's what I was thinking of um, as far as like the intensity, because there's just, just a snappiness to those tunes, you know, where it's like bam, bam, bam. You're, yeah. you know, Thank you're you in it. <laughs> yeah, and you're done, you know, and then it's just like bam. Instead of like, you know, uh, that's what I can't stand sometimes is when you have a band that's um you know like there's some bands that fail to capture that live energy you know yes Um, and the recording comes off kind of weak or you know aaron as you were saying like they try to polish it up too much or i don't know compress the fuck out of it and it just sounds like shit 
Um, yeah. I, I think it is, you know, if, if anything, I would say like, as far as a criticism is the drums need to go up a little bit in my mind, but otherwise it's fantastic. Thank you so much. That means so much. Yeah. I had like a pretty raw, pretty raw. So we kind of like went in the middle yeah recording you know what i mean yeah. some parts some parts are up where you know back in the 70s or 80s it'd be more like lower lo-fi but that happens with technology yeah so yeah. We, yeah we wanted to have that old school feel definitely wanted and the another old school feel. yeah another thing about um short punk is it makes you want to put it on and listen to it right away again that's what at least that's what walk among us when i got the misfits album their first well it, it came out later but that's the album that i listened to first and uh it was just boom 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 and i'm like whoa what <laughs> like they were putting nothing fancy in there and it was intense and i yeah. listened to it again and again and you know wait a minute yeah. i listened to it four times only what two hours have passed <laughs> not that i have like a really bad short attention span or anything but i hate when you get a cd you pop it in the car to like go to the store and you've only gotten like a quarter way through one of the songs versus like if right. you put in like one of ours or like rain and blood or like minor threats discography yeah you can get in a good four or five six songs just going yeah. around the corner to the store you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> right. it's How long is, uh, that album the same as rain and blood same as ours when when we were done, it was minutes. like it's like tw it's like twenty eight, twenty seven minutes. I was like, oh, it's really blood, baby. <laughs> that's the beauty of it too. I mean, seriously though, there's times when you want to have like something that's, you know, more introspective, and you're, uh, you know, just you're chilling out or whatever, and you want something that's long and drawn out. And there's other times you want something like you guys are doing, where it's just like just this fast shot, and you're just ready to go, kind of pump you yeah. up. Uh, they originally they wanted to write songs everything couldn't be above two minutes and i was like fuck that songs are as long as they need <laughs> we to did have what we did well, have a like, <laughs> I, I did this in another band before like we wrote something and then i, I polished up the singer i showed the band we recorded it i went to listen to it and i was fucking bored with my own shit and like oh i i cut it i, I re rearranged it cut it off this is from asd with the social degenerates the singers like, i kind of like the long one i'm like no nah, dude i'm getting bored we wrote the fucking thing <laughs> we gotta cut it up, you know. So like this band, it's like songs just need to go as long as they they are. Right? Yeah. yeah, we try to keep them like short, yeah. like two minutes ish. But if a song calls for right. itself to be longer, it it's usually much it's what it's usually this dick is the one that's like, hey, I hear, hear me out, I hear another part. Who <laughs> me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> song a little longer. Fucking Jay, we'll get we we'll get some John will be like, I love that. And Jay will be like, but hold we on, have, uh, like, <laughs> always and, and like I said, it wasn't as long as it was. When we first started doing it like in the studio because we wanted, we wanted to extend the ending yeah. um <laughs> we hear like big steve he, he goes to hit stop on his recorder he's like this song's too fucking long <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like no. i was like well what if it's our ender yeah because right. <laughs> well, like, his, uh, his idea sure too like he, he likes steve writes really short really intense shit yeah that's what yeah. that's his vision like you know fucking get in there and beat you know that's, he's really good at that shit. and i like that too he's real fucking aggressive with his stuff see yeah. i i get the best of both worlds because i like like the the longer songs and the short like Minutemen songs too so like when when either one of them bring me a song it's awesome because like usually i have like a vision right for it and then we're able to complete it and i love that about these two because even though they're both different when their different ideas come together, it really produced something that we like. Not yeah. 
Like, we like our songs. Like, we're not just yeah. saying we like them because we created them. We would actually buy this album and listen to it if it wasn't ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a, uh, like a favorites, like you said earlier, kind of pick from here, yeah. from there type of thing. Yeah. So what is this? Every album you can buy the fucking album on Bandcamp. Ten bucks. <laughs> That's right. The it's... album on Bandcamp, ten dollar. <laughs> Make us holla. <laughs> it's cheap and it's awesome. <laughs> oh, physical copies are on the way. On the way. Yeah. Well, we have tapes too. Our first. Yeah, we first have gig. cassette. We have a cassette out too. Yeah. Oh, it's really? Our live. It's our first live. Uh, yeah. It's album. the. It's the, our first show, and it was at the place we recorded our album at the Schwank Soundstead yeah. in Huron. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So our first show is on cassette, and we have the one of those five, I think, or ten. Yeah, five or ten. I, I forget. It's a decent price. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It won't break a punk's wallet. <laughs> we wanted to make sure of that. Too. <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so crazy to me that you know because when you guys mentioned cassette, like how much that has come back, like vinyl has. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still don't. I don't. Ha I mean, I have a record player. Um, but I got rid of my, I mean, I have a fucking, there's a box of cassettes downstairs that, you know, I had from when I was in a band and I still have them all, but, uh, I don't have anything to play them on. <laughs> Finding a cassette harder is way harder than a vinyl player, ironically. Yeah, my kids get like eight fucking cassette players at least. Really? Walkman's everything. Yeah. It's definitely more of a niche, kind of a punk niche thing with cassettes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Figured we'd make them because it's more. I feel like that's that's the one that's, well, that's the one subgenre yeah. where stuff like that has survived. Like you can still buy current bands, cassettes, vinyls, and stuff like that. Yeah. But we wanted to stay true. Yeah, I think Bosley Crew, like a few years ago, released a box of the first four albums on cassette, and they were like sold out. Fucking <laughs> weird. Like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have to go look in that box because I think I've got a bunch of old bands like from way back. Um, there was a band called Destitution. There was uh, Lucifer's Hammer, um, like old metal stuff. I'm trying to think. Harm's Way. Do you remember, remember the band Harm's Way from Ann Arbor? That thrash band. I've just seen Harm's Way. Yeah, they were fucking awesome. Um, I'm trying to remember yeah. who else. Uh, Death and Taxes. Do you remember Death and Taxes? Mm -hmm. It was probably yeah. before your guys' time. <laughs> I've heard of Lucifer's Hammer too. I've heard of Lucifer's Hammer. Yeah, yeah. they were like those dudes were seriously the beginning of like black metal and death metal in, uh, in Michigan. Um, but really? in the world really, like they were at the cutting edge of like some of that shit that was coming out in the late eighties. Yeah. yeah. Those. And, um, you know, as much as I, uh, admired what they did, they were a little bit scary too. Cause I remember seeing right. them. Yeah. I was like, do they really like cut, you know, are they slaughtering people? What's going on? Because you know, guy comes out, he's got an axe, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and I wasn't, you know, back then to see somebody with, I mean, they didn't wear a corpse paint, but there was another band called Summon that did, and you're like, what the fuck are these? Do you guys? think they would like walk around town like every day like that, like where you know, like the cob pieces and like all this, yeah, corpse paint? I wonder if that's like well, sprinkles my ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Was right. was a guy? Did a guy named Chaz play for Summon? Uh, so um, well, there might have been a guy named Chaz, but I know that. Uh, do you know Sean? Uh, Sean Peters from Cavalcade, the band Cavalcade in um, Lansing. He was Ooh. in that. He played guitar in that band way back. I remember. Um, if if my memory 
serves me right. Thanks, buddy. Yep. My old band, No Class Assassins, played at the Blackened Moon Hall. Oh. In Lansing. That place was cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think the guy who was in Summon ran like the merch place there. Oh, okay. Long black hair, spooky guy. <laughs> but I'm awesome. pretty sure he was in Summon. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got the brain of a goldfish, so I don't remember anybody's name. <laughs> Well, I know I played out with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that band name. I was like a flyer, like, fuck, I guess we had played out with them. <laughs> oh, that has happened a lot. Uh, so, so how did, uh, how did each of you guys get into music? Like, what um, motivated you to start playing? So, like, Aaron, like, what, what got you into guitar and what was your, what were your early influences? Oh, uh, when I first started playing, it was probably a lot of, like, Black Sabbath, Metallica. And then, um, you know, Ramones and Misfits and shit like that, you know, it changes. Like, I, I listen to everything. Yeah. And then there's, so I'll have periods, I won't listen to Johnny Cash. I won't listen to Misfits. I won't listen to this. And there's periods I just won't listen to music at all. Or I'll just fucking flip on, like, uh, YouTube and start looking around. Yeah. Find yeah. an interesting band, you know. Like, uh, Google, uh, what was it, Italian gibberish song. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what the f-? It's, It sounds like something like um, Red Hot Chili Peppers would have ripped off. And they did this shit like in the fucking like, uh, 50s or 60s or 70s. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 70s Italian gibberish song. <laughs> so uh, when did you start playing? I was probably about probably around 10. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then like I, I quit for a while when I was in my 20s. Um, I was married to a cunt. She didn't like music. So... <laughs> And I had a kid, and I was working all the fucking time. So I play acoustic. And then I got when I came back from Iraq, um, my buddy I used to be in a speed metal band with when we were like when we were in our late teens. Um, he goes, "Hey, I was in this punk band, uh, Antisocial Degenerates, and looking for well, I was looking for a guitar player. Uh-huh. And I punk. He's like, so I, I started playing guitar again. And then after them, I kind of fucked around for a while, and I got into Mortal Skies. Um, and that ended for me. And then uh, I just from playing in that band, I just started playing better because the fucking that shit Rick would write was just fucking yeah. God, that's that's the rhythm Rick. What the fuck? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could write some shit, man. Yeah. So then one of these guys and I always liked playing punk. I remember being an ASD and I just had more fun playing it. Uh-huh. Well, like when Big Steve's like, "Hey, you want to be in this punk band?" Like, yeah, let's try it out. And I like awesome. yeah, it's a lot more fun because you don't. I mean, some it's more intense the way you play it, and you really do have to do all this fast shit. But yeah. you can still, it's, for me, I don't know. I just like playing it better. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, Jay, how about you? How did you get started in music? Um, in high school, I started a couple bands and joined some some uh, cover band stuff like more um, old school metal or some Metallica uh, and some Pantera cover stuff. Yeah. And um, and I would always like try to get people who aren't really into it to get into it. So I was kind of persuasive with that. I was just like, man, come on, you got a drum set at your house. Why aren't you playing that shit? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do something. Um, that in between that and just uh, loving music, man. When I, when I, I was probably, I don't know, middle school. So like, I don't know, 15. Yeah, I was starting to listen to all the crazy shit. I remember I heard Cannibal Corpse and I thought I was going to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? 
is this guy really doing this shit? <laughs> I didn't really grasp it at the time, but right. then it's like, okay, horror movie stuff. I gotcha. And then yeah. I got horror movies and started making my own and stuff like that. And awesome. yeah, I started in high school. Cool. Very cool. And Dan, how about you? Me, uh, I was a big into thrash metal and hardcore punk. And uh, I started playing drums when I was 11. And I was in a bunch of thrash bands. Um, and then once I turned 21, I got into a metalcore band, Watchmen Upstairs, and started touring around, playing everywhere with them. Cool. Then that one disbanded, and me and one of the members started a hardcore band called Black River. And uh, we were touring and playing in there. And then, uh, But I knew Jay from when he was in no class. We were friends. So I took a couple years off of music, uh, just had a baby, or it was my wife was pregnant. And he hit me up and he asked me if I wanted to play. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking desperate. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. And uh, he yeah. knew Big Steve. And then we were jamming. And uh, Big Steve's like, I got a buddy in another band. And I was like, run it. Let's do it. <laughs> Immediately, we just started clicking. And this has yeah. just been the greatest band experience I've ever had. I, we started just jamming outside. Like, just, just sitting there jamming from day one. Writing shit. Yeah. Awesome. Just, we just start playing. And... Yeah. And we're big writers, too. I yeah. yeah. More than... Like in, everybody in all my other bands, one song we'd work on like two songs or two potential riffs for a song for like what seemed like months. Yeah, and oh, with wow. this band, it's like boom, we already had half a damn album at a couple months. Yeah, <laughs> we'll write three songs in one day, and, and they, like you know, those ones would make it onto the album. So I hope this momentum keeps going forward. Yeah, that's we, awesome. We polish them a bit, you know, but right. Yeah. Yeah. rewind like come on <laughs> you know yeah. yeah we get it all tightened up so what what is that songwriting process like for you guys do you, you do it old school where you everybody's together and start coming up with some riffs and putting things together or is it like one of you oh, gets an idea yeah and... we'll do it like a hybrid yeah like i uh, like we'll like bring something i might bring write something hey guys you like this and then we'll uh -huh. start working on it or we'll just start jamming yeah well now stuff. nowadays it helps to have like the the messenger and chat yeah. stuff. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because he'll write a guitar riff and send us a video of himself playing it and be like, what do you think about that? And everyone has in the band has access to the chat. So that helps. Yeah. Because um, Steve lives about an hour away in Hazel Park. Um, so that, yeah. that really helps us stay focused yeah. more when we yeah. get together on those. Because by the time we get together, I already have an idea and or something to add, and so does Steve, or Vice, or Jay. So like, it we all contribute. It's great. Yeah, that's cool. very good. Very cool. So uh, something I like to, you know, talk about is uh, what what was your very first album or CD or uh, cassette purchase for each of you guys? Oh no! <laughs> I think it's all by Slayer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I remember that was, was my first kid. one. Awesome. Does <laughs> it include the shit that people bought you like when you were a kid? Well, you can you can include that too. Uh, yeah. I think the think the first album album I had was a little fucking forty five of the Chariots of Fire fucking song from that movie. Right. And then uh, I think one of the first tapes I asked was probably uh, Thriller, Michael Jackson. That's a nice. Good one. Yeah. Everybody oh, everybody had that when I was a kid. Yeah. Everybody had that fucking album. I had it on cassette too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I believe mine was "Sound of White Noise" by Anthrax. That's a oh good wow! One. And it was 
It was a cassette. He's so full of shit. It's probably some like pussy shit from like. <laughs> yeah, it was. Are you a speedwagon? All right, it was Ace of Base. Yeah, they do. Like I think I got like. I saw yeah. the sign, baby. I think I had like I had the Def Leppards and the Bon Jovis when I was like, a, like you know, in, uh, when I was uh, what do you call it, grade school. Yeah. And oh yeah. I remember one day, uh, at a at a at a family member's birthday party, I heard I heard Whiplash <laughs> from Metallica. I was I was a kid. I was really young. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? that yeah. <laughs> what is that? And then I, all that shit went away. It's like, yeah. fuck all this shit. This is the, I like this sound. The only reason mine it was that. It makes me want to kill and beat things up. I got lucky. <laughs> my, my, my stepdad was into like thrash and punk rock. So like I already heard like the Dead Kennedys and Pantera. And oh, no shit. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Whiplash, when I first heard uh, Metallica, because I was, uh, I'm, obviously older new dudes, but, um, I was in like a uh, freshman in college and this guy brought over. So I was at that time listening to like, um, you know, Iron Maiden, um, yeah. priest, angel, witch, um, you know, that kind of shit. And, um, when, uh, this guy brought over kill them all, and I'm like, what in the, f I had never heard anything that fast, that fucking intense. Yeah. That raw. That was like, yeah. Yeah. Which just blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard like punk that was back. Cause I, you know, as a kid, I was in the Ramones and shit, but like, I heard that. I'm like, what is this? This is like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So I had to go to like family members like, Hey, you heard this bad Metallica? You have any other albums? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Here. <laughs> if you like that, check this out. <laughs> is that Steve trying to connect? It might be. That might be there's, there's a, there was a Steve that wanted to be admitted. So I'm like, Hey Steve, can you hear us? He might just be listening. He's he's, he's oh. got the shit he had to do. Uh, okay, well, he's muted but, yeah. right now. So, okay, uh, oh, all that shit we talked about him. <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. Like, I wish I could write riffs like that, dude. Because he writes right. some pretty fucking aggressive shit. I'm like, well, yeah, where you guys the fuck there? Did that come from? Yeah, he yeah. has to do. Um, but he said he was gonna pop the buds in and have a listen. Listen, Steve is the oldest guy in our band. He's like 55. And that guy has so much swag on stage. I sometimes it's like night and day. Yeah. Like that guy will come in. He's like the dorky, funny one. And there was <laughs> something about all that sex appeal and everything that just hits him the minute the lights are on. I don't know what happens. Uh huh. He just hey, can like, you guys hear me? The, <laughs> yes, Steve, we can hear like you. A wizard. Okay, yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, all right. That dude. <laughs> and and is this Steve the bass player? Big Steve. Yeah, this is he. Yeah. All What's right, up, awesome. man? How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, this worked out pretty good. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like from what Dan's saying, you're the big sexy man on on the stage. He is. Oh <laughs> man, I'll tell you. <laughs> so so Steve, we were uh kind of talking about like how the band got together. I, I just want to tell you that um I love the album. It sounds fantastic. It's thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Just heavy hitting and, and powerful. Um, we were just talking about like first albums. So, uh, what was the very first album you ever bought? Gee, well, I didn't have to buy many albums when I was a kid. I had an uncle that had a, like a thousand album, uh, collection. Oh, shit. So it went, it was basically 60s, 70s rock, but yeah, I would have to say when I was a little kid, like real little when Kiss first came out, that was the, that was my shit. I would, I collected every Kiss album and every, uh, poster i could get when i was awesome. you know back then yeah and then really. as far as punk rock goes i think i'm pretty much sure like 
Well, yeah, I think everyone like seen the Sex Pistols like they were like the big the big thing for like the uh, radio stations and stuff. But man, when I first heard like Dead Kennedys and Black Flag, and I'm sure these guys probably said the same thing. I mean, that that kind of like uh, motivated me for writing, and um, yeah, it's a big part of what what makes me up as a musician. Yeah, you know, um, I was just thinking that you know, uh, listening to uh, whiplash um you know from metallica and yeah. you know the kill em all album and then when they did that uh uh what was that shit the 519 album you know that basically they covered the, the garage days yeah that yeah, was garage great days, yeah and that actually because i had been kind of sheltered as far as like punk you, you know I'd, yeah again, me too it was, it was like the main you know like like you said sex pistols or something like that and you were like oh that's punk um didn't really realize what hardcore was until like you know because of metallica then you get into you know the misfits yeah. and then you realize oh there's this band called black flag um right. yeah and then i was like what the fuck is this and then <laughs> uh, if you i don't know if you guys have ever read that book um but henry rollins get in the van oh yeah yeah that, yeah Oh, I'm, a, I'm a big Rollins fan. He inspired me. I actually, I write spoken word on the side. And oh, yeah. It was spoken word. Yeah. 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 I first He's... heard it on the, um, my buddy brought it over. We used to listen to it every day. <laughs> Went off the book. And then I met the guy once and I didn't realize how fucking short he was. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He's like 12? <laughs> you start smoking at nine and your growth? Yeah. yeah, he's probably, I don't know. Five, six, five, Henry seven. Rollins, really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Which makes sense because the singer of ASD, he was a little shorter, like he's about the same height. Yeah. He was built like yeah. Rollins. It's like <laughs> the little dudes, man. It's like yeah, a, like uh, dancing and all that. Just yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah. six foot one stick. <laughs> well, then, but you can just do this on their head, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Swinging at you and shit. Like, <laughs> So, uh, Steve, I'd also been uh, asking the other guys about, like, how they got into music. So what was your story? How did you get into music? Uh, when I was uh, real young, my stepfather brought brought home some guitars for me and my brother. And we didn't have the clue on how to play them. We were, like, beating them with, uh, with like, uh, spoons and, <laughs> and pencils. But I, I was digging it. And then he had a garage sale, and he sold them because oh. he thinks that we weren't serious enough about it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was basically high school years, you know, just, uh, jamming in the garage with, uh, neighborhood friends with little amplifiers and yeah, just and when you may, you write your first song, you're just like blown away. Like, Oh my God, we actually made this, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it goes way. Yeah. I've been, uh, so yeah, I'm 55. So I, I started playing guitar at 15 and I didn't get good at guitar till I was like 25. It took me a good 10 years. Yeah. It, it sounds like you're you're on the same path as me because that yeah yeah definitely you know the the age actually it I feel like it makes a difference in our band too is because like you know Steve and Aaron are older than me and Jay but I mean like I've been <laughs> doing, we've all been doing this for a while but like the knowledge that comes from playing with guys that are older and have been doing it for a while for me specifically is just it's it's priceless you know like these guys show me a lot of things that I wouldn't 
never thought to do or you know try you know, to, you know it's awesome i like it yeah you know when you hit 55 too, you don't really give a shit anymore you know and i'm, I'm sure you just, you just don't I, I don't really you know i don't care much you know as long as i got food water a place to shower lay my head i'm fine I want indoor plumbing. Dude, he lives, he lives in like a studio. He's the most punk rock one out of all of us. He lives in Detroit in a studio fucking like apartment. Drives an hour to band practice. <laughs> rock star. We appreciate him. Awesome. Right. Well, when you get you get together with special players, I feel like we're all kissing each other's ass right now. But yeah, you guys are you guys are like brothers, <laughs> man. I, I, I swear <laughs> to God. When when you when you get in a band and, and it's like a year later, you guys are really good friends still, and you're not at each other's throats, and that's a great fucking sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last we have a lot of fans. <laughs> I think this is too much fun for us. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we better break up. Instead of break up, before, get a tat- get a tattoo of the band on your arm. Yeah, the death knell of a of a band is to get a tattoo. That's it. Boom. What'd you say, Steve? Oh, I don't remember. I, I lose a quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so still back on that uh, kind of nostalgia train. Uh, what was what was each of yours first uh, concert that you went to? Uh, first concert. Yeah. You can go first, Steve. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> uh, well, the first time I seen a live band, it was. Uh, I was like 13 or something, and it was that band Halloween. Oh, really? From like Detroit. The, yeah. Detroit? They used really? To, yeah, I used to play at uh, Bowling Alley on uh, uh, Seven and a Half in Van Dyke. Oh, man. What was that called? My, the Falcon Lounge. That's what it was. It was a bowling alley. Wow. And my mom would drive, would drove us there, and we'd sit there and, for the afternoon and watch the band. That was like the first time I seen live music. That's crazy. I fucking, well, I still love Halloween. It was like uh, one of my very first, like, I did, I think that was when I realized that local bands become like national bands because, you know, you, you, you see like Metallica or, you know, whoever Black Sabbath and you think, oh, you know, that they're, they're not like, I get, I don't know how to say it right, but they're just not real. They just feel like it's like, it's too much for you. Right. You don't realize that um, a local band can be, you know as good as a national band and Halloween yeah. was that band for me when I yeah. heard don't meddle with evil and listen to yeah, was sweet. Yeah. listen to Rick Craig and I'm like Jesus Christ this guy sounds like and they, had a, and they had a they had a, a stage show where they're like candles and flames and yeah. their hair was like hairsprayed up to the top of the ceiling right. it looks like man what yeah one little spark their hair would went <laughs> Well, <laughs> but yeah. I remember uh, Seduce too was just taken off at oh, yeah. that time too, and that man, they were just fucking. Yeah, it was a good time. It yeah. was a good time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's say uh, Dan, how about you? For me, this is kind of funny actually. Like one that I went to with me and my friends, not because I had, I had musical family that always went to concerts, but my first show on my own with my friends was believe it or not jay's old band no class assassins and i saw them with annie up oh really Colorado, long nice. time ago this is like <laughs> over 10 years ago Shit, that's crazy uh jay how about you first concert yeah um my first concert was the band in excess holy shit and it was right before (laughs) singer committed suicide well uh, you might have been auto 
Auto-erotic? Auto, yeah. yeah. Was it auto? Or I, think it? Really? I think That's what they said, auto. yeah. He just doesn't have the right technique, so I got to show it. God, what need you tonight. Yeah. Hey, we should cover that song, right? I know, like, do you, like, to say in excess, like, wow, that's, it was a festival at, um, I think it was a, I think it was at the palace. Oh, crazy. Awesome. Uh, I think Echo and the Bunnymen were there too. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. some weird, like, 80s rock festival thing. Were you on Mescaline? <laughs> no. <laughs> was there a lot of women? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not even a drug that's relevant anymore, I don't think. I know, it's like saying, were you on Quaaludes? Right. <laughs> yeah. Remember that, sir? Yeah. Uh, so, Aaron, how about you? I I can't remember really the first. I remember the first, like, big concert I went to was, like, Metallica. Nice. And either just a good one. Or the Black Tour, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, the Black, the, the black was the... Was when I kind of gave up Metallica. I was like, oh, "This is a bummer." Yeah, me too. I yeah. didn't really get. Oh, yeah. I really like. I, I I did like some of the songs on the Black Album when I saw him play them live. Yeah. I was like, "Why didn't you play like that on the fucking album, dude?" Like they speed it up or they play a little this little slower. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Maybe she, she's like that. Like, that's the generational sweet. thing, though, because it like, is. I was born, like that shit. Yeah, when I was born, that was Metallica. You know what I mean? That was, <laughs> Metallica I grew up with was Black Album on. So right. like, yeah. that Metallica that you guys love so much is like a fucking fantasy. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, man, it sounded like that my whole life. He thought the Black Album was the first Sucks. I saw the Ride the Lightning Tour. That was freaking awesome. I bet oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the coolest thing you ever seen. Through the Never was a good one on the Black Album. Yeah. Yeah. But know. that's you're, you're you exactly right. I, when I saw him play the black, some of the black, some of it live, it's like, why didn't you do that? You know, dude, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, like when the live yeah. shit binge and purge, like box set, is that what you're talking about? No, when I saw him play it live, I bet live. That was well, probably, I, I was bet there, it man. way cooler live. Yeah, they're good live, they're really yeah. good. They're a, good they're a really good live band, yeah. When you were saying that, Dan, I was thinking, yes, that is exactly true. You know, it is a generational thing because that yeah. is a dividing line for a lot of Metallica fans. Old school, they're like, boop, you know, that was the, either they liked it or didn't like it. That and was then, the best one we got for, I'm 30, so like, <laughs> yeah. Black Album was the best <laughs> was it. Yeah. Steven, this dick hadn't said anything yet, but uh, they all cut their hair. I was the last one to shave my head the other week. Yeah. So was, now we're like, we're, we're going to do our Black Album. Right, we're just, right. <laughs> We all had long hair. I'm sure what you <laughs> yeah, we did. I just realized that. That's another thing, too. Like, if a punk band were to even have long hair and then cut it, like, back in the day, that would have been like, oh, you sell out. Like, I'm so glad it's, like, some aspects, oh, things aren't like that now. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You know. There's still, you know, the gatekeepers that like to, like, oh, yeah. you know. You, you don't know what fucking what, you know Slayer is, or you know don't wear that shirt if you don't listen to it. I'm like fuck it, if you know, if you like right. the, I ten songs, like, fuck, yeah. Man. yeah, exactly. I couldn't name ten songs. Thing, don't look at. You know, like I've never seen. I say this every once in a while, but I'm gonna say it publicly. Never <laughs> once in my life have I seen a beautiful woman wearing a band shirt and thought that bitch better be able to name ten songs. <laughs> I've always felt like, oh wow, that girl's hot, and she likes the hot music. Awesome. Never. I'm gonna. 
I'm going to make her name. I'm going to make her AB with five seconds of meeting her. Right. right. Yeah. Immediately a quiz. Crazy. 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 That's funny as hell. <laughs> so if, uh, you know, if, uh, if you guys could play anywhere in the world, uh, where, where would you guys like to play? And uh, who would you like to have on the bill with, with your band? Uh, who oh, yeah. I definitely not Ramones and Misfits. Yeah, it would be cool to like... Dead Kennedys. Like if we were to play with the, the, the Danzig and... Uh, the Danzigs. The reunion with the 80s Doyle Danzigs. and Jerry that they're, and Dave Lombardo that they're doing right now. That'd be pretty right. cool. That'd be different. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Is it good or is it yeah, kind of like... Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's good. They play well. So some singers don't age well with their voice. Oh, it's, like, yeah, it's good. It's really good. I heard from Max Roche and it's like... Oh God, Vince Neil. Good lord. <laughs> hey, they're making money though, man. So that's right. They're fucking bitches, and I'm not. So it's like <laughs> making millions. So, any particular venue you guys would like to play? Like, if you could go anywhere in the world? Damn, I would like to play some clubs in Chicago. Hopefully, we can make that a reality. I just I like the scummy alley stuff. Uh, that's just my whole thing. Uh, I'd like to play Hellfest. Oh yeah. Hellfest would be cool. Yeah. In, uh, this is hardcore would be a cool one, I feel like, for us. Yes. But this yeah. is hardcore fest. If it's any like any venue at any time, I'd just probably like to do CBGBs. Yeah. 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 It's like anything really cool, like, you know, yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah, it was still open. It's gone now, I think. Yeah, it's unsaid. Yeah. It, it was like anything like, you know. We're trying to bring back that feeling to punk rock though. Like that like we're trying to bring that back. Like you know, that feeling of punk rock that's almost unsafe like that. Like when I think of unsafe, I definitely think of like CBGBs or like, you know. Yeah. Something like, like that's what we're trying to bring back. Those gritty clubs that you you felt a little bit yeah. uneasy about sometimes. Especially when I don't feel like musicians leaving. are really supposed <laughs> to play arenas like that. I really don't. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely. Like it, the genre it, makes the difference too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 If you want punk, you want it to be local and small. Uh, it, it, most metal, I think. Um, it's rare that I want it to be in a big thing. I saw Megadeth and Motorhead at the Palace of Auburn Hills and like it was so huge. I would have rather saw them at like Harpo's Smaller, or yeah. something. Yeah. So much yeah. just the sound quality too. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw Eros, I can't remember where it was, big arena. It was Aerosmith. They oh, they're hyping them up, and I saw them. I thought they it, the sound was so fucking bad. All it was was like noise and feedback. I'm like, I heard they sound man. like that. Though. I heard Aerosmith's pretty bad live. Really? Yeah. I, I saw him once. I won't see him again. Metallica, yeah. though, on the other hand, I've seen them everywhere. Any place I've seen that band, they always sound good. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Man? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Guns N' Roses was bored as shit. I think they had, it was when they toured Metallica. So I think they played like. Three, they have two kick-ass songs, a bunch of ballads, and they would play like 19 guitar solo. It was just like, then we brought my mom and she fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, Damn, they were doing too much showman. They didn't sound stuff. that bad. It was just like, hey, trying to be showman. Yeah. <laughs> guitar solo for 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't want to hear any solo for 10 minutes. No. <laughs> Not even yeah. one, really. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. It needs What's to be uh, succinct. Yeah. You may Malstein or whatever. Oh, Ingbe, yeah. Oh, boy. 
We played. Ah, I played a show when I was in Watchmen upstairs with that one guy that plays the. Oh yeah, the uh, Michael Badio. Michael yeah. Badio. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Is that a theremin? Huh? A theremin? No, he no, had, he a, had guitar a, that a had double neck guitar. Oh. oh yeah, they had yeah. I I, I, I had his like uh, what do you call it? <laughs> oh, guitar, guitar fucking things back in the day. We had his we had his videotape on VHS. Yeah. And it was like. Like, I don't know if I could be in a band like that, but that guy can fucking play. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have a band. He didn't have a band. He, oh, he's one. Yeah, it was just him. I mean, he played like a Metallica set, a Pantera set, no. but just shredded through the whole thing. Yeah, that dude is was ridiculous. Like, every time I've seen him, like, he's just, it's unworldly. Like, yeah. he'll, start, he'll start flipping his hand up and around the neck. Yeah. Like, like what? Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, I do admire, you know, being a guitar player, I, I admire, like, really technical guitar playing but at the other extreme like i don't want to like watch an hour of it because yeah, no. i went to see dream theater once i was bored out of my mind really yeah because i seen it with Megadeth. yeah I, I would be bored too on that one yeah it was just like it was like i felt like i could have just put the cd on it would have been the same yeah it when like, it gets way too polished and too instrumental i lose it i can't I'm like nah i don't do it yeah, it it lacks energy at a live concert. Like you want to feel that energy, that adrenaline rush. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. So, um, so I got a question about like, what do you guys think of the? How would you say the music scene is for you? Um, do you feel like uh, that the the scene here is good, um, or? Does it need work? And if it needs work, what what would you like? Like ideally, what would you like it to be like? The scene has been great. To, uh, I I can't speak for any other band because we always had so far every time we've played, we have people moshing, singing our lyrics, really supporting us. Awesome. But and I, I see a lot of shows going on every. I, I'm a new dad, so unfortunately, I can't make as many as I'd like to. But Right now, even in our city, because we're in Port Huron, but everything I see from Port Huron to Detroit, it's it's way better than it's been in the last couple of years. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. More people, like you said earlier, realizing that a local band can be just as good, if not better, than yeah. what you're hearing on the radio or seeing on TV. And right. I wish more people would uh, appreciate physical physical media, like us. It seems like than you know your average Spotify music listener. But hey, as long as people keep going to shows and liking music i'm not complaining yeah right uh there's it always the scene around here can be like a skeleton at times mm -hmm. and yeah. you're wondering when something new is gonna happen because it's it's like a it's there isn't really a big metal scene here or punk but there are the bands that are doing it are putting Killing in it. that work and yeah. they're 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 climbing and scratching it's just what we do around here um and yeah, it's there's diamonds in the rough here and yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. that carries into the Detroit area too, because there's there's a lot of good Detroit like punk and metal bands. Yeah, but a lot of them have been doing it for a while, like uh, Detroit Four Four Two or like uh, the stuff Ralph Smith does with Death in Custody and bad assets and stuff like that. One one metal band that I did not want to go on after after I saw him was Siphon. Oh, oh so yeah. the metal fest, and I watched. I'm like, I don't want to go on after these guys. <laughs> I've been on that stage, and I know I can't hear shit. <laughs> I'm playing this other band, right? 
and fucking these guys went up there were so and they're young and they're so tight yeah. everything yeah. was fucking on i'm like jesus fuck man <laughs> you know these guys hopefully they stay together yeah it's yeah. usually it's like the good bands like they're out and they fade away it's like man have you ever heard of siphoned yeah i i, I oh. saw them i saw them live they were amazing yeah, yeah. i couldn't believe it i'm like jeez yeah. and they I covered they covered a death song and it was like like you were watching death yeah, like, that was oh. super cool yeah i was oh. like what the fuck and like you said they're like they're children they're like i don't yeah, know they look like when they are. play it's effortless it's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was like when I was their age, I was struggling to get through these songs. The man. For like twenty four hours of the day, and you yeah. come up and go out and eat like a little snack, and go back on the basement and play some more. It's like what the <laughs> fuck? Because even the uh, bass players like fucking doing all this shit. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's metal. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the best metal bands I've probably seen around here. Yeah. Just, oh, I know it. That show young, was. You know. They opened for Atheist and um, uh, Cynic. That's where I saw. Oh, cool! Yeah, with uh, Recorruptor. You ever heard Recorruptor? Yep. That that band kicks ass too. Holy shit! Yeah, they're good. Yeah, talk about terrifying. My God. Yeah, man. I'm excited to play like... this next show with two bands that we played with last time: Duck Butter and Side Effects. They were yeah. awesome. 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 I've heard good yeah. things about Duck Butter, but I've not seen them. Yeah, they're awesome guys. I'm pretty good friends with them on Facebook. Cool, cool, awesome. We but like you were saying, like uh, we like the scene's been great to us. We we just got nominated for two Blue Water Music Awards in our area for best album and rookie of the year. So awesome. I mean, like, I mean, shit. We write songs about you know things that we don't like, like pedophiles and rape, and just the fact that that can get that kind of support. You know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That's awesome. Until they kick us out of the awards this year. We were talking about doing some stage antics, so you know, you never know what'll happen. Right. <laughs> you said you, you we were thinking about doing something with some fake blood. I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That, that's good that the you know that you guys feel that way because I've I've been you know kind of mulling that question over my mind you know like and just from the number of shows i've been to and um you know doing this podcast and everything i feel like there's a a really good you know um i don't know if it was dan or jay that said it but there's a really good um core like metal and punk scene you know it's not mm -hmm. like super huge um but yeah. the bands that are in it are like really dedicated and i think the fans that like it are you know, dedicated as well. So I, it's cool to see that it's, you know, not just kind of Detroit centric, um, but it's kind of creeped up into the coast and, you know, yeah. into the, into the middle of the state. Although I feel like Ann Arbor lacks, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I still it's feel like it lacks a little bit. Pig. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ipsy's cool. I mean, they get Ziggy. Cool. Yeah. And they got the Regal Beagle. So there are a couple couple of places and you know blind pig every once in a while gets um you know some good shows and i think they had a metal night not oh, they go horror right <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so cool. One band I'd like to us to open up for is Negative Approach before they yeah. call it a day. Oh, yeah, that would be so in. cool. They're coming too. They're playing those shows with the Suicide Machines at Smalls. I know. Yeah. I reached out to Mike from Smalls, and he's like, "Now they're bringing their own support," and it's like, "Ah, so uh, we're yeah. hate here and as a local band, like, damn it." Yeah, yeah, that band is fantastic. Well, they played. Um, uh, I got to. Well, it wasn't Negative Approach. It was actually the Laughing Hyenas, but. It's it was still um, same singer yeah, uh, John and um, they it, it was like watching Negative Approach. They played at the Blind Pig, and I was like, shit, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, and they, Andrew, they've got more intense over the years. Yeah, I swear, my, my yeah, it's like wow, John. Yeah, yeah. his teeth in or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That you guys would be at you know as as far as pairings, that would be an awesome. You know, when we're talking like One of our dream, big influences, <laughs> yeah, like a dream tour, that would be very cool to see you guys like rocking out with those guys. Be fantastic, yeah, that would be sweet, yeah. Well, guys, I very much appreciate you being on Fans with Bands. Thank you so much for Thank the you, opportunity, dude. yeah. Hello, man. Thank you, and, dude. And I've got uh, one last question for each of you pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? No pineapple, pineapple <laughs> on pizza, you were to fuck you. Oh, just because I'm a fat I'm okay man. I'm but... either or, to be honest with you. I, I, it's not like a like a make or break. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, and I'm chubby, yes. <laughs> yeah, I would eat it, but I, if I had to order it, no you. way. <laughs> what about you, Chuck? Uh, you know, I am not a sweet and savory. So if I, I like pineapple, pineapple, but I, I need it over on its own, you know. That's yeah, unattainable. Yeah. Its yeah. own thing. And then, you know pizza is savory so i don't i don't want them on the same plate i can understand <laughs> that when you eat are all the do you eat each section of the food and the sides on the plate all separately uh, how do you eat a hot dog hot do you dog. eat it like from the side like this or do you... uh with only with mustard uh so no ketchup on the on the hot dog the better is a hot dog a sandwich uh the hot dog is a sandwich. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it is a sandwich. It's is definitely it a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. All Thanks, right, buddy. Guys. It was fun. All right, man. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for being on. Yeah, cool, man. Oh, man. Thank All you right. very much. Thanks. Yeah, man. All right, Chuck. See you guys. I'll jerk off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks to Jay, Dan, Aaron, and Steve for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. It was great to get to talk to these guys about Chemical Valley Mutants and their debut album called Poisoned. This album is full of furious hardcore punk that'll get you pumped up for your day. I mean, you'll be ready to go, man. Get a copy for yourself over at their Bandcamp page. Then go see Chemical Valley Mutants at Punk Off 4 on February 9th at the Diesel Concert Lounge in Chesterfield Township. See the show notes for all the details and links. Bands are nothing without you, the fans. Purchasing music and merchandise is critical to their survival. If you can help out your favorite bands, please do. If you're in Michigan, consider following the Playing in Detroit Area Tonight and SE for Southeast Michigan Music Facebook pages. They are fantastic places for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. 
Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your family, telling your priest, tell everyone, and leave a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jam.